This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and I have with me Sarah Gibb from Community Waikato. How are you Sarah? Yeah, morning. Good, thank you Holly. Great to have you here joining us on the phone today. Um, socially distanced, well and truly socially distanced this morning. <laughs> it does seem a shame. It's a long time since we've seen each other face to face. Yeah, and that's unusual for, you know, um, teammates. You know, used to seeing exactly. each other every day. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It is weird. And I suppose we'll talk a little bit more about that kind of near the end of the show when we start looking more broadly at some of the things going on for the community organisations we're supporting at the moment. But the um, beginning of the show today is going to be all about food because that's where your head's at, eh? You've been well and truly just sitting in the thick of the regional food distribution through this latest lockdown. Yes, I suppose so. I guess, you know, Community Waikato ended up in this in this space because we were trying to, I suppose, broker conversations to ensure that, that food for um, our communities was, was reaching those who needed it most. You yeah. know, we... Um, we we're very fortunate to have people like the Salvation Army and the Food Network and others around us. But um, for me, the space I've been working in is the rural communities. And for many of those uh, rural communities, they don't they don't know what resourcing is available to them. So I guess mm-hmm. our role has been to um, yeah make make sure the information gets out there as much as possible. So um, you, you talked about the Salvation Army and Food Network, and, and locally, of course, we've we've got you know a number of uh, food banks like Salvation Army, St Vincent de Paul, Combined Christian Food Bank. There's also um, some food rescue that goes on through Kaivolution, and we've also got the meals that go on through various places, but mainly the serve. Do our rural communities, and when we say rural, we mean kind of anywhere else in the Waikato other than Hamilton City. Um, yeah. Is yeah. do do other communities have that kind of range of options of food support? I think what's incredible is every community seems to have something, but what it looks like is very very different. So it would range from uh, a little. A little called a little partica kai, um, which is basically I'm, I'm thinking of one in particular I know of where it used to be the bus shelter, um, and it's been turned into a, a pantry of mm-hmm. uh, kai by their local community. Um, to you know, some of our communities, um, Tiamutu, for example, will have that, but they'll also have a food bank and food rescue and. Um, and, and some community organisations also providing food 
potentially for clients that they were providing food to before, they're just having to rethink how to um, provide that. So I, I think we can confidently say that, that all our communities uh, have access to, to food provided by our community organisation. Mm. Our role has been to make sure that those community organisations are getting the food that they can then get, distribute to so what are, the people that, that so, need it. So what have been some of the challenges then for those food providers uh, in terms of accessing the food? Because, um, I mean, assume, assumingly they were able to access it before lockdown, so why has it become a bit more of a challenge for them to, to meet need at this point? So predominantly it's been it's been those organisations that are food rescue. Yeah. So if we can explain that food rescue is basically uh, food that has come from um, shops, supermarkets, uh, people's own gardens, where it's an excess, there's mm. more than, than they need, or let's face it, it's, you know, tins that have been damaged or whatever that might be. Um, during the lockdown, so many of those shops closed or people like you and I were potentially doing bigger shops than usual mm. uh, because we only wanted to go once a fortnight, not once a week, all mm. that kind of thing. And so, in fact, it altered the supply. Oh, and course. so what was happening mm. is is that especially our towns where there was only one supermarket mm. or one store, the the actual availability of that rescued food uh, dropped quite a bit, but also significantly from local donees. Mm. So if you're someone with a really big vegetable garden and you're used to, um, in some cases, growing more food on purpose to be mm. able to put to your local pātaka kai, but during lockdown, those pātaka kai, etc., are closed, um, you know, again, mm. it, it alters the, the supply. Uh, so people were, you know, I think I think those in food banks, and so the difference is a food bank tends to actually get uh, um, access to food via MSD government grants, etc. So mm. it's a different model. They might still have access to food in a in a good way. Um, but it's the the smaller, more uh, how do you not so official? You mm. know, just just people wanting to help people. Yeah, um, they were the ones who who sort of lost some access, really. Okay, and so in your role, how do you support those those food providers? Well, it has been different this time, Holly. It, it hasn't been. Uh, I don't think we've been needed as much as we were in, mm. gosh, you can't say first lockdown now, can you? Cause it, no, this is the I, third, you know, I think, for us. The one before the, <laughs> the, one, the, one before the last one. Um, I, I think that uh, our role really has been to ensure that uh, we've, we've been a link with information. Mm. So uh, access to, is Kaivolution still available? Um access to the food network. So the, the food network was set up last year as a result of, you know, March 2020. Um, and it's a, uh, 
a centralised hub system of mm. food being able to get out to communities. Um, it, it it sort of operates through a, a hub mechanism. So so food comes to one place, and then that one place helps distribute it out. Mm. And so in our case, for our Waikato um, region, uh, we have food coming into Salvation Army in Hamilton, but if our rural communities uh, really need that additional support, um, we can facilitate getting it from the Salvation Army in Hamilton out to those communities. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a, you know, there's a lot more to it than I first thought when, <laughs> I, <laughs> when I got into this. Yeah. Yeah, Um, and it is interesting that the situation has been a little different this time round and, you know, I suppose that experience, that learning on the job the first two times, you know, has positioned people to to understand their own system a little bit more and and where the opportunities are. I think, yes, that, but I think they're also... uh their storage has improved. Ah, yes. So we've we've got some of our community food providers um, learnt hard the first time round and has since acquired freezers and larger fridges um, or larger space in general. So they're actually holding more food than mm. than they had done previously. Uh, some have definitely. Um, increase their number of volunteers so you asked earlier about challenges and definitely uh, a fairly common theme is that volunteers are tiring Mm. Uh, I was actually just talking to a a food bank yesterday um, and she said that for the Christmas period she was looking to get basically a a whole new set of volunteers Mm. uh, because she wanted her current volunteers to be able to take a a chunk of time off Mm. Um, but at the same time, I complimented her on on the fact that she she knew that she knew how she was going to go about doing that, and yeah. you know what was required and that kind of thing. And I think, well, yes, a year on, um, that same person was quite flustered about what the future was going to bring. Mm. And yesterday, she presented as, "Yep, we've got this." You know, yeah. we can we know what we need to do to to make this work, and this is what we'll do. And yeah, actually, really yeah. calm about it all, which is awesome. I mean, that's capacity building, isn't it? And it's nice when you can actually see, you know, tangibly how that has um, that capacity building has impacted that organisation. And, and I think interesting that uh, it seems the other thing is that people are acknowledging that they're going to have to live with this change that the, that the pandemic has brought. And mm. so uh, they're, they're thinking that through some more about what's that mm. going to mean. Mm. Um, so I think, I think people are, um, are taking a bit more time to, to think about, you know, what's it going to look like in six months' time. Yeah. Whereas only, only a few months ago, you and I talked about how everyone was just operating in now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, it's, uh, what's the word? Somewhat aligned with the, the food work that you're doing. You've also been doing a lot of work in the Here to Help You space, and, and they do kind of go together a little bit, the food and, and Here to Help You platform. Um, 
in terms of a, a regional um, rollout, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's happening in that space? Well, it's just so exciting. So uh, for those of you who are new to Here to Help You, it's, it's a, a platform that enables someone who uh, needs help to connect with a person who will hook you into a service that is able to help you. Yeah. Um, and and that's done on a on a web based platform, and you can and you can use um, the phone as as well. So what's exciting is here to help you for the last year has been is set up, established, and is thriving in Kirikiriroa, Hamilton. But now we're taking it out regionally, and so literally at the moment it's being rolled out in um, Waikato District, uh, Waipa, Otrahonga. Um, Waitomo, uh, it's already in South Waikato, it's going over to Matamata Piako, Hauraki, Thames Coromandel, the whole swathe of it. Mm. Uh, and, and that's just fantastic. And in that food space, uh, which, so when people use here to help you, I think we're sitting at about 80%, something like that, of the requests are around food. Mm. So, when if we can get that rolled out so that um, those requests still come in for food, but those rural communities will be able to use that platform. And what I was talking to groups about most is that it means that if you're the only community food provider in one small rural community and you've run out, yeah, the here to help you will will be able to take that sort of pressure off you and ring around the next the next food provider or the next one or the next one and and find um, a resolution for someone you know and rather than rather than you be sitting there thinking oh gosh we've got nothing for this person how do we find it yeah so would that would that give an opportunity to connect into um, perhaps food providers immediately outside that Re, that district, exactly. That's mm. exactly what I mean. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's huge because at the moment they absolutely all work together. They know who the, their neighbours are. They know who else yeah. they can go to. But it's the time it takes. Yeah, and yeah. and here to help you is going to be able to to yeah just relieve them of that. Um, and in terms so I'm of the very end, excited by that. And in terms of the end user, it means that they can just contact one place and that place will do the legwork for them as well, so they're not telling their story multiple times to different agencies. Yeah, and my theory, Holly, is, is that really if you need food, it, you don't care which provider it comes from. No, no, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I mean, one of the things I think we're all aware of, and and we've said it before, is um, I think Christmas is going to be some hard for some providers. That that period where they would normally do quite a big shutdown, um, some of those providers won't do that this year, mm. and they're they're going to still have some kind of provision over that time. And for a few of them, I think being able to partner with here to help you will alleviate that a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that's the bit I, I yeah. we hope 
Yeah. <laughs> so how long does it take to kind of set this up in, in a community? Because you're doing like about, I don't know how many all at once. Like it, it feels like quite a big undertaking. Well, of course, the Here's Help You system is, is so clever that, I mean, my part has been the the talking to the communities, letting them know that Here to Help You is, is available to them. Um, but then, you know, we have colleagues who, is do, who are doing the, the background of a, once a community identifies that, that they want to be uh, acknowledged as a provider on here to help you. Mm. Um, it's one little form is filled out and our colleague Sally gives them a call and bing, bang, bong, they're up. Fantastic. With no technology notice, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I make it sound very easy. Um, but the providers are telling me that it is um, oh. and that, you know, that I, that I was right. It wasn't so hard. Uh, what we're really hoping is that in those communities, though, too, uh, some of those really small communities, um, it, it word of mouth will get uh, both providers on it but also people starting to use it. But I think we're going to see, too, that, that those really small communities are going to discover what's over in their next town yeah, and, and be able to access wider services than they were before. Yeah, and that is that is exciting. You're absolutely right. Uh, we're going to take a short break, listen to a song. We're actually going to listen to A Good Heart. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk more broadly about some of the um, what's on top more generally for community organisations across the region.
a good heart. Wonderful 80s track yet again. It's Holly here from Connect with Community Waikato. Sarah's with me here today and we've covered, we've had a bit of a conversation about, I suppose, the the regional response to food provision through these lockdowns. Um, We've talked a bit about Here to Help You, fantastic platform to support those organisations, but also people needing help with food, with mental health, you know, whatever it is they need, they can make contact but we're going to talk now about some of those community organisations, the other part of your job, um, and and the sort of what you're seeing on top, I suppose, for community groups at the moment. What What's really happening out there? One of the things that we, I suppose, sitting in Hamilton, haven't really realised that how difficult it is where we've got these cross boundaries of where we're at level three and where we're at level two, you know, where those edges are. So, for example, you know, Thames and Paerau are in level two, and yet they're still part of our region, but there are staff and people who would normally work in level three. Mm. And so, I mean, it's the same for businesses, isn't it? But but there's all that sort of um, communication, extra work that's needed to, to be done to alleviate some of that. It's like us at Community Waikato, actually, isn't it? We've we've got you know a couple of staff who are at level two, and the rest of us yes. are at at level three. Those interactions are missing. We you know we started our conversation with the, with that, but depending on what that community organisation does, that makes a big difference. Um, for me, for example, we have uh, we support community transport. Yeah. So DHB, the hospital, has still got uh, a lot of appointments, a lot of work happening up at the hospital. They've changed a few things, but predominantly it's all happening. Mm. So we've got uh, providers uh, sort of having to deal with um, uh, bringing clients into a level three environment and how that changes and what the restrictions are at the hospital and and therefore having to provide extra information and extra training for their volunteers, mm. um, all that kind of thing, you know. And and, they'd, and, they'd need exemptions, yeah. I would think, as well, to be able to cross borders and the like. Yes, yes. In some cases, uh, at the moment, they're really carrying letters. Mm. You know, they've just prepared something for themselves because it's, it's now. It's not level four. Yes. You know, it's level three, so it's a it's a bit easier. Um, but I think for some of our community organisations, especially those ones that are entirely voluntary, um, you know, technology is is a second, third, or fourth language. Yes. You know? <laughs> um, it's just all those additional pressures at the moment um, around doing their business as usual, mm. but chucking a bit of COVID um, responsibility on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And, us, you know, considering, I suppose, the additional risk, some of our um, transport providers are a part of that older group of volunteers? Yes, and, and so definitely there are volunteers who are deciding that they've done their time, mm. and I think probably... In some cases, getting new volunteers is challenging. Mm. Um, it can even be things like doing the the training and that kind of thing. You know, how do you do that in a in a COVID environment? 
there are definitely situations where volunteers might still want to be involved in an organisation, but they're changing what that involvement might look like. Mm. But even, I'm sure you're the same, Holly, on on national committees. You know, I'm I'm on a mm. I'm on a board where we where we live all over the country. Yes. And so you think that, oh, well, we're used to having our meetings by Zoom. Um, what changes? Uh, but actually, it is still different because because we're, oh, this is for me personally, because I'm spending so much of my time on Zoom yeah. in my day job, the idea of having a committee meeting <laughs> in an evening on Zoom again, it's like, oh. Really? <laughs> that's a it's a really interesting point actually because you you know you're absolutely right and I hadn't really articulated it that way like why does it feel different when this is what we used to do before anyway and it is that we're spending so much time on the screen that actually you want time away from it. Yes. A- and I'm finding that uh I my concentration, you know, mm. um to, to we're working during the day, we're we're on our computers, we're doing a lot of Zoom, we're on the phone a fair bit, and then someone asks you to do the same again at eight o'clock at night for a cause that you're passionate about, yeah. but it's your voluntary space, and you have to yeah. really sort of you know <laughs> so in, in kick the, yourself into that headspace. Ex- you know? Exactly. Yeah. So in the last minute that we have, what would be your advice? to deal with that? Uh, uh, well, I just said to you in our, in our little song break, I'm going to go into the garden for half an hour. Yeah. Uh, I think it's finding something other than all of that um, that is your comfort space. And certainly for me, in the, the last few weeks, it's become my garden. Mm. Um, there isn't a weed anywhere in sight <laughs> for the first time in its life. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever it is, but... I do think we need to find our own our, our own mm. uh, alternate space. Yeah, and and I think sure. that's also a reminder to employers to enable perhaps flexibility in terms of work time and the need for people to be working slightly differently, which m- might mean not sitting for seven and a half hours at a desk just to support yeah, that sure. mental health. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's yeah. us, I think, for this week. Uh, we're bang on time, so thank you for your contribution today. And, A pleasure. <laughs> and you've been listening to Connect with Community Wakato, Free FM, 89.0. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.